Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome back to Meeting of the Minds. Today I'm here with the great Jim Shear, a man who I've watched you, your brother Bill. I've watched a wrestling videos since I was a kid. Unfading glory, a tremendous amount of respect for you guys. So, Jim, thank you for joining us. Hi, you're quite welcome. I uh, really appreciate being here. I love your uh, mindset work with you and your brother do. It's uh, an often overlooked part of uh, the wrestling equation and the, uh, the life skills equation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're trying to follow in your footsteps. We started in wrestling and then we branched out to other sports. Lacrosse, we spoke at the, uh, the National Coaches Convention the last two years. Um, talk about that transition from wrestling to lacrosse and how they're very similar uh, from the mindset perspective, the discipline and everything. Well, it's been an interesting transition. Obviously I was at the U S Olympic committee dealing with a lot of sports um, and then um, joined lacrosse, but you know, the lacrosse community is a bit similar to wrestling in that as a niche sport, you know, they kind of have their own identity and, and uh, fraternal feeling in the sport. And a lot of the pockets, particularly on the East coast where lacrosse is very strong or pockets where wrestling is very strong and a lot of crossover between the people. And uh, of course that um, face off in, in lacrosse requires a lot of wrestling skill as well. So, but it's a great sport. Lacrosse is uh, very similar to wrestling in terms of, you know, drive and determination and self-reliance that you need to succeed. So it's been, it's been a great transition for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, the East coast, I'm originally from New Jersey. My wife's from Long Island. So Long Island, very strong lacrosse, New Jersey. We work with um, several teams, Kane university, RPI, and it's just, it's, you see it, it's really big and it's growing. It is growing. Um, It's been, uh, I think for the past 20 years, the uh, fastest growing sport in North America. Uh, We're growing around the world. We're up to 68 member countries and we think we'll be at uh, 76 by the end of the year. So it continues to have enduring values that, that from the origins of the game to the modern game, 
uh, attract participants. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now let's, let's talk a little bit about mindset, your mindset as a competitor, and then also how the Mets transitioned to coaching, to management. Kind of a big question. Well, that's a, that's a huge question, but I think, um, you know, coaching is very similar to business leadership. Um, much of the same um, skill set that makes a successful coach would make a successful business leader if you add in, you know, finance and some of the other requisites in terms of finance and organizational dynamics and behavior. But, but a good leader is a good leader. And um, talking about, you know, on one hand, you have successful traits of, of an individual and then traits of successful leaders, and there's a lot of a lot of crossover, but just in terms of my leadership style and what I believe are successful leadership traits, which worked for me when I was coaching at Northwestern and coaching at Nebraska, and uh, have worked for me in um, sport management um, and uh, in the business settings that I found myself in. And I think the first, the first is both as an individual and as a leader, you have to have a vision. You have to have a goal of where you're going. You have to have a vision for yourself or your organization, where you want to take people. And then in a business setting or in a coaching setting, you have to be able to uh, make that vision real. You have to communicate it in such a way <clears throat> that the group you're trying to have follow you understands it and internalizes it. And then the last thing you know, is hear about a leader trudging up the hill and they, they look behind him and there's nobody there. You have to get people to follow your vision. And so you have to you have to have a vision, you have to be able to communicate it so that people internalize it and internalize it so that they follow you. So, I mean, that's the, that's the, the first critical trait. Um, there's a great quote from T.E. Lawrence that I, that I love, uh, which basically says, all men dream equally. Um, some men dream in the dusty recesses of their mind uh, at night and awake to find that it was all vanity. But other men, the dreamers by day, are dangerous men that they make their dreams possible. Um, and really just, you know, this having a vision um, is really just being able to, to daydream and internalize that vision yourself. And in a wrestling sense, one of the things that I had my wrestlers do at, at Nebraska and Northwestern is, is self-visualization, whether it was, was every morning or, or 15, 20 minutes a day, get some quiet time and be able to, to visualize your goals. Um, and that's exceptionally critical uh, in a business sense um, and in a personal sense. So, you know, being able to visualize, just have that mental picture of where you want to go. And we could spend a ton of time on visualization, but kind of kind of moving on in leadership trait. Um, the second, and, and this is um, maybe not on everybody's list, but humility. You've got to be able to lead with humility in that. Um, if you read the Jim Collins Good and Great books, um, talks a lot about a level five leader. And it's really a person who is a servant leader who puts the interests of the organization ahead of their own ego. Um, and you have to do that in coaching and business. Um, and the leaders who have create the most sustainable companies and sustainable leadership models are the ones that lead with humility. Um, and so I think that's absolutely critical. Um, the third, and, and Peter Uberath, the chairman of the USOC, used to Drill this into my head all the time. You've got to create a culture of teamwork. You've got to have the right people on the bus, and then you have to have those people who are on the bus 
um, being in the right skill sets and the right culture and the right mix of people. It always doesn't mean the greatest performer in every single facet of the organization, but it's those people who can work together as a team uh, and, and mold their personalities together, um, creating that culture. But it's, it's you know, everybody understanding their role, everybody working together to achieve that common goal, and everybody respecting the role of the other people, which creates real teamwork. Um, a couple other things, and this is one that was drilled into me at Northwestern, which is decisiveness. You're never going to have all of the available information to make a decision. You'll never have perfect information. You're in, especially if you're in a crisis, crisis management, crisis mode, or you need to get something done quickly. You have to can't vacillate. You just have to make a decision, right or wrong. You've got to make a decision. And sometimes a wrong decision made timely is better than a right or no decision made um, in in the timeless. Um, when the time was already elapsed when you needed to make a decision. So being decisive, making decisions. And I've seen that paralyze um, more organizations and more leaders, just not being able to make a decision. Um, and then last is you have to be committed to success. You have to be driven. You have to put all your full energy in it. Um, and you have to deploy yourself, your personality. And everybody has different personalities. Some people are more outgoing. Some people are more introspective. But you have to bring what you bring authentically to the table. Um, and that's kind of the kind of what I see in terms of leadership traits. And now there's a lot of facets to all of that, but I think that's, that's critical. Um, just in my experience, being able to build uh, a team and build a positive culture um, starts with having a, a vision that everybody buys into. Because if you can't buy into the vision, it's really hard to create the flow of a team. So sorry, I kind of rambled on long there, but but I think that's that's the uh, what I would see as as some successful leadership traits. Oh, that's great! Those are a lot of gold nuggets of information right there, and and I think about all those pieces are are in place, and and the humility, and how do we get where we're focused on all the little details? Uh, we have that that success mindset, the visualization, but at the same time have that humility, which a lot of people lack. And then I, I just keep going back into my, in my head, thinking about unfading glory. Was it you or your brother that was in that and talking about faith and the broad perspective? So having that strong perspective, being clear on your why, your purpose, and then things fall into place. So we're able to have those high goals and high confidence. And at the same time, being humble, a lot of people don't balance that well. No, it's kind of tough. And I think, um, especially like early on, and, and I was thrust into a leadership role at the USA Wrestling at, at a pretty young age, uh, becoming an executive director while I was still a competing wrestler. And I think um, as soon as you get the title CEO, it kind of can go to your head and does at times. And I think, but looping back, you know, that ability to see yourself in that role as, as a facilitator of other people's success which will create your success. And nothing will kill a leader uh, faster than if the team doesn't believe you're vested in their success. If they think it's all about your success, whether it's coaching or business leadership, if they think it's all about your success um, and they're just working to make you successful, that's not going to last very long. Um, if your team senses that, you're dead. If it's like, um, <clears throat> you know, if I'm, I'm coaching at, let's just say, you know, um, Joe, Joe Schmo University, and I say, well, you know, 
my record as the coach is 35 and oh this year it's not your record it's the team's record um your team will will ferret that out pretty quickly you know that won't work but you talked about faith and i think that's one of the most critical ingredient ingredients to organizational success or or personal success on on two levels one is faith is a combination of hope and conviction and hope um, the definition of hope i like <clears throat> is that it's the belief that tomorrow will be better than today it's a belief that in the future something is going to be better and the second element of faith is a conviction of things unseen as the apostle paul said faith is a conviction of unseen things so um, you might not be able to see it or, or feel it today but if you believe that tomorrow it's going to get better and that you can get there and you have a conviction, you have that faith that you will get there, that's incredibly powerful in terms of maintaining your drive and your uh, commitment to your goals. Because without that hope, you're going, to, you're going to lose the ability to persevere. And so I think that's absolutely critical. And then the other element um, is having faith in something bigger than yourself, whether it's your Christian faith, um, you know, faith in God, it's, it's really important in those, there's a lot of moments when, you know, we need strength that comes from, from outside ourselves. And so that's absolutely um, critical in terms of my personal success. And I think um, to everybody's to have, to have that belief and faith and um, to be able to draw on some power outside of yourself. Absolutely. And I guess kind of related to that, talk about during this COVID period of time, how people should keep their mindset, their emotions um, in check, in line, and still moving towards our goal, seeing opportunity during adversity, things like that. Well, I mean, the global pandemic, um, in particularly the sports business and any business, and certain business sectors have been hurt um, more significantly than others. Um, it's really hard to... to, to to deal with that level of uncertainty uh, because you don't know how long this will last. And, and I think when everybody went into it in um, late March and April, we kind of thought, well, this will be done by the summer. It's going to, the weather's going to heat up. We're going to, we're going to deal with this for three or four months and kind of tough it out. Now it looks like it's going to be with us well into next summer and maybe longer. And uh, we don't know the vaccine delivery effectiveness and all of that. So it gets really difficult to kind of have that faith and see to the other side of it. Uh, but I think, um, and this is in the Jim Collins book as well, um, Good to Great, and it's a study of, of POWs in, in the Vietnam War. Those who survived uh, were, and adapted best were those who confronted the brutal realities of what faced them. They were going to be there for a long time. They were going to endure torture. They were going to endure hardship. But if they realized that, steeled their minds and prepared themselves for it, they would survive and got to the other end. The people who didn't survive were the people who were just these incredible optimists who didn't recognize their reality they were in. They said, I'll be out of here by May. Well, May came around. Hope started to get dashed. No, I'll not be out of here by July. July came around hopes for further dash and they lost hope. So again, it's kind of the same thing, you know, understand the realities. This may last a very long time, but then second adapt, 
you've got to be able to just like a, a wrestler um, in the middle of a match, you know, your favorite techniques aren't working. If you keep trying those the whole match, you're not going to succeed. You've got to be able to adapt and recognize I've got to go to something else. So companies that were able to do, um, figure out how to construct a, like a restaurant, an outdoor patio and figure out um, to be able to different mechanism to deliver um, deliver food um, that was safe and and, um, and met the consumer's needs were able to adapt. We at World Across did a lot of our programming virtually this year and, and really tried to move in that direction and, and focus on those as a strength. So I really think, you know, same thing, um, understand the reality of your situation, be able to adapt, maintain faith, and again, um, you know, be innovative and and figure out how to how to succeed regardless of of you know the cards that are in front of you. Absolutely, that's that's great stuff. And it's and you make a great point there that being a positive thinker doesn't mean a lot of people have misconceptions about that. Like it's only seeing positive, and I don't focus on any negative. That's not what being a positive thinker is. You you recognize the challenges that are in front of you. You respect those challenges. You plan how to handle that, and you're willing to adapt. It's, it's not always smiling and laughing and, oh, I'm having a great day. It's, okay, I'm going to be a proactive thinker. I'm going to do the best I can with whatever's in front of me. And if I can't get the best, I get the next best thing. That's not easy. It's not, you're not always smiling and laughing being a positive thinker. No, you have to, you have to understand the reality of your situation. And, um, you know, I always used to go into my wrestling practices whether I was helping them high school team or collegiate team. And I, I talked to the guys collectively or individually and that's, you know, go through their goals. What's your goal? And I would tell them, honestly, wrestling is a sport. And there's some sports that aren't this way. Um, every single person in that room had the opportunity to reach their goals because you can create a scenario or a set of uh, matrix of skills in wrestling that will allow you to succeed. So you may not have, um, speed you may not have uh you may not be as strong as all of your competitors but you can overcome that in wrestling with adapting your technique and your conditioning um and building your speed or but wrestling is so adaptable and you have so many different ingredients on which to succeed but the ability the, the ability to be able to do that is you have to look out in front of you you have to do an assessment of what where do i stand now relative to my competitors are where I want to be. And then you've got to put a plan in place on how to get there. And a lot of people don't do either of those steps. They just say, well, I'm going to get better. I'm going to work harder. Well, working harder is great. Sometimes it works, but working harder is not enough. You have to, under, you have to work smarter. And just as you outlined, um, you've got to take a look at that horizon out in front of you, evaluate where you are, realistically look at the horizon in front of you. And um, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. And one of the reasons I love wrestling so much is you could um, go from uh, point A to, to point B, your goals, if you wanted to, and if you worked hard enough and smart enough. Because wrestling, um, you know, I love the Tim Vanny poster with Tim Vanny and Bruce Baumgartner. Anybody can wrestle, but highlighting the physical differences between those two, but I think I like it. Anybody can succeed in wrestling because, you know, all of your different quadrants, your uh, mental preparation, your spiritual preparation, and then on the mat, you know, 
the speed, um, strength and conditioning, um, and technique are so variable that wrestling you could you can make huge progress. Awesome, great stuff. Thank you. Last question for you: How do we send people to World Lacrosse website, social media? How do we kick them your way? We'll put them in the show notes below. Um, yeah, we we obviously have World Lacrosse dot sport. Um, you can find us on, on the web. Um, we do have a Facebook page, uh, Twitter, Instagram. So um, you can search that all under World Lacrosse. So it's it's um, it's been unique in terms of we've really used this time period to build our social media following. Uh, but we have a long ways to go compared to some sports. I think uh, I was looking at some online rankings today. Cricket is the most popular sport in the world um, in terms of uh, I think they have um, something like 15 million followers across their social media channel channels, which is uh, pretty amazing. Um, so we have a long ways to go. We're we're still in the in the thousands, but uh, but we're getting there. We look forward to helping you as much as we can on our end with um, building up lacrosse. Thank you very much. Always always great. I'm um, speaking to a childhood hero. I always think of that guy shoots in at the end of the mat. Boom! Whip over pancake. Hands yeah. In the air. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. Some Tom Brand sent me that video, uh, link to that um, actually yesterday, saying that he was watching it, which is pretty cool. Uh, but that's a long time ago now, and um, I really appreciate the work you and your brother are doing. It's fantastic, and and much needed in in sport and and life. So thank you. Absolutely, thank you, Jim. Take care. You bet. Take care, Jim. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.